Hey, Fry, I didn't know you had a tattoo of Bender on your ass. Me neither. You got a tattoo of me? Neat. It's like looking in a smelly mirror. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the movie reboots of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Bender's Big Score, Part 1. It's Futurama on the big screen. Ba-da-da-da. Wait, weren't they, were these direct-to-DVD? Uh, they were direct-to-DVD, yes. So but- forget about that big screen. I mean, it depends on how big of a screen you're playing it on. Oh. Okay, step one. Okay. Rent out a movie theater. Got it. Done. Step two. Bring a DVD of Bender's Big Score. I think I can make that work. Uh, I imagine they have some sort of system to allow you to plug in that DVD into the movie mm-hmm. plug, thing. Plug into it the, directly Into in. the screen. Plug, just, d- plug the DVD directly into the screen. And then hit play. Uh-huh. Well, clearly. It's a touch screen. Everything's a touch screen Of course. Now. And then it'll play. Uh-huh. And then, boom, you got Futurama it's on true. the big screen. And think about how many friends you can enjoy Bender's big score with at the same time in a movie theater. How many friends do you think I have? To fill the movie theater. How big is this movie theater? However much you want it to be. It... <laughs> now here here's the thought though many movie theaters are multiple uh screens that have multiple different sizes uh-huh. of of uh of uh viewing area where you can sit and view the movie yeah what yes, i like to call uh, watching movie that's all well and good but can i go back for a moment okay. just to your your yes and improvisation style okay that was rather than yes and it was more like yes your your imagination <laughs> is the limit Go for it. <laughs> Did I hear postal worker? <laughs> All right, we'll do a scene based on postal worker, which I definitely heard. Oh, hello, sir. It looks like you have some mail. How much mail? How much can you imagine? How much mail do you want to have? That's the amount of mail that you have. Next customer, please. <laughs> nailed it sure did sure did this is some good podcast audio (laughs) i mean you you can't deny that was exactly what you did no it is it is exactly what i did i uh yeah i i have i have no rebuttal i have no defense um however i will point out though okay dunking on your improvisational (laughs) skills aside this is finally where we get high definition futurama though it's true it looks really nice it's the widescreen it's it's like actual high definition resolution uh-huh. all the pixels so many pixels on this bad boy here and what did futurama decide to do with it make all their characters naked i mean wouldn't you i mean i feel like there are subreddits all about this probably not any that i'm going to be searching for today today I mean, later. But that that would be tonight then, right? 
I see. I see where you're going. Ah. So, Bender's Big Score, <laughs> part one. So, for those who don't know, um, who, who may be coming into Futurama late, first of all, welcome. I'm glad we could be your uh, tour guides on this journey. But Hi, second, my name is Mike. If you look over there, you can see Hermes. But second, after Futurama got canceled... It came back as these uh, four direct-to-DVD movies mm-hmm. that are very specifically timed so that when run in syndication, they could be split up into four episodes apiece. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, w- it was always very ob- obviously built to to sort of have those episode splits. Right. Honestly, this is the first time I've ever watched them split up into individual episodes. I've okay. only ever seen them... Uh, start to finish before sure same i think i might have caught like one or two episodes like in the middle of it on adult swim or something but but this is the first time i've really like put thought into watching it split up like this mm-hmm. um so we start out the episode uh with this uh, i mean again they're obviously like yay we're finally in high def uh, there's this shot of an owl flying around new new york we're kind of like mm-hmm. getting the view of like right behind it it goes into the Planet Express building, and we immediately get a roll call where all of the Futurama crew is sort of sounding off after, uh-huh. you know, a couple of years of absence at this point. I, I really liked in the intro uh, where there's this, just this, like, brief, like, three to four seconds, maybe five seconds of, like, just, it cuts to Zoidberg against a yellow background, and he's just, like, clack, 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 clack with his claws, and it's, like... What was this for? What is this? What, what what did he do with his claws? Clack 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 clack. Okay. D- I mean, I did. Was that just a me delusion? Then did you see this? <laughs> Am I? Is it happening? No. It it was a very it was very much in there. I just wanted you to oh. do it again. Okay, I got got confused there for a moment. I'm worried. But we, yeah, we was, haven't we haven't reached the part of the podcast where I gaslight you about when Zoidberg <laughs> shows up yet. <laughs> saving that for the final season it's true we gotta save that for sweeps you know i was gonna go with save that for sweeps but honestly i don't know (laughs) i know podcast sweeps but podcast sweeps i just don't feel like anybody knows what sweeps are anymore it's a saying that everybody says and like i don't think the kids today understand what sweeps week was all about oh man sweeps week when you need just like tgif am i right when you absolutely need to have only one good episode and an entire season sweeps week put it on sweeps week (laughs) but yeah so we get this whole um opening the Mm -hmm. um uh the opening even the the title underneath it literally says it just won't stay dead you know they're out of the gate they are very much making it kind of about this revival yeah which i think was i think at the the moment when we've been waiting for this for however many years it ended up being it's like it makes sense uh looking back on it it's like it did not age well no it's kind of i mean like and again i don't think i i would i would be very surprised if anybody who was making this movie was even considering the implications of streaming home video at the time right but now it's just like you know we finished the last season and then we just immediately go into this and they're like oh it's 
Future like we've almost we've forgotten Futurama since the last episode played. Right. It does it doesn't really age particularly well. Agreed. Um but yeah, I think you're right. At the time it was like it was like, oh yay, Futurama's back, and you get that sort of intro back into all of these characters showing up. Um, you know, they literally Hermes is naming them all off one by one, and you get these like heroic poses with wind blowing through their hair. Sure. This this portion of the episode is very much like meta heavy, extremely so because like the first five to six minutes is the professor even comes in and he's like, uh, we've all been fired because we got canceled by the network, you know that pesky delivery network, the box network, and then you see like that sign that says box. And then the the B is sort of blinking out, so it's very clearly Fox. Very clearly, yeah. Um, and talking about what idiots they are, and they're like, doo, doo, yeah, like the brainless drones canceled the Planet Express license. It's like it's very, it's it's I, I like Meta, but this is like, it's a bit much. It's it's like hammering it over your head with it. it I, I I appreciate some cleverness in my Meta. Right. I mean, there there's even a shot where Leela is like, what does this mean for us and our many fans? And she's standing in front of this giant pile of like box fans. Right. Like that's very clearly just there so that they can make that joke. And I'm like, okay, okay guys. Okay. Okay. You just, you just came back. You're, you're calm, calm down. It, they're like an excited puppy. <laughs> yeah. You've been gone at work all day. Sure. Come home. Puppies in his crate. Yeah. You open up that that little puppy crate. Sure does. And then it's jumping up all over you and you're like trying to calm it down because you know you're trying to like feed it or take it outside to go, uh-huh. you know, do its business. And it's just so excited to see you. Sure. And you're like, please, please, please just don't whiz all over the floor. I need to get you to the back door so that you can actually do this. And it's just like jumping all over you and its tail's wagging it. That's the first five minutes of this movie. It's true. Or episode or what, whatever what? we want to call it. <laughs> it's it's both. This is going to be really weird because we're going to call it a movie and an episode at the same time. After all of this, the professor suddenly gets a call that's just like, oh, hey, you guys are back. And so they're <laughs> like, they're back, quote, on the air, you know, making deliveries flying in a on, ship, spaceship. Flying on top of the air. It's like, I just, I just like that the drones that canceled their license were fired due to incompetence, and then they were all beaten up to death, and then turned into a, a fine pink powder called Torgo's Executive Powder, <laughs> which they, which not again, there is a in in like, in a couple scenes, there's just a hard, like commercial for Torgo's. It's re- this really weirdly paced. This is the Torgo's executive powder is one of my favorite things of the entire movie. Not yeah. e- not even just this episode, but like of the whole movie. Yeah. Because it's this random thing they just throw in there that they just keep calling back to. I think it's it's one of the most Futurama jokes out of this entire movie. Yes. Um, because, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll get to it in, in grades eventually, but, you know, it it, it was sort of a rough uh start sure. i think but the the executive powder is just it it's a the joke that keeps on giving and i'm like that's that's futurama right there mm-hmm. um anyway they decide to have a party i don't exactly remember why they just started having a party because they, they just got put back on the air after 
they didn't realize they were off of it after they not realizing they were fired two years ago yeah see which raises some questions because what have they been doing in the last two years exactly right like were they operating without a license and we just don't know about it I don't did know. they not know about it obviously they didn't who is to know but they do have a party i like scruffy on the like turn ta- the holographic turntable yeah pretty good um i need to get me one of those that'd be pretty rad uh-huh and um they have this whole limbo competition and hermes decides to show off by getting a one of a pair of swords yeah hang that are hanging up over the mantle yeah and he decides to limbo under it uh he makes it under the first time and then says lower and then is just he makes it under again but there's like a a cut i don't on his like stomach. it yeah there's a I small don't like wound. watching that it's it's very visceral somehow even though there's no blood it's just like it's it's dispassionate like cutting a piece off of a piece of ham or something uh-huh and it's dis it's distressing not not to be overdone by the next thing which while he's like he's uh leaning up against the mantle and celebrating the other sword falls off the mantle and cuts his head off no blood just like cutting off a ham yep um, distressing yep and then the body tumbles and hits the ex- planet express ship and then the planet express ship like crushes him because it falls over this is where i feel a little bit like i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna coin a term here okay here we go i'm gonna call it family guy influence okay because i feel like i feel like this is a very family guy influenced bit okay where it's it's sort of just like okay he gets his head cut off which is already like this random thing Mm -hmm. and then it just escalates and escalates where it's like, okay, cool. Now he's literally being crushed by a giant spaceship. And it's like, just, uh, there's something about the speed of the delivery of all of this happening sure. all at once where I'm like, you guys kind of saw how Family Guy is getting really big. And, right. Um, because this is right around the time Family Guy also uh, was getting a reboot. Right. I don't remember the specific order of events here, but both Family Guy and Futurama were getting kind of um, more success in syndication on Adult Swim right. during this time. Um, and so I don't think I don't think this ever re- I don't think any of the movies really go into full on Family Guy. Sure. But there's I, some influence. There. There's some influence. And I think you see that more as you go into the next season. Mm hmm. Um, so just, I'm, I'm just gonna keep an eye on it. Um, long story short, I'm not super thrilled with Family Guy influence in Futurama. Mm-hmm. And that'll be probably a recurring theme, unfortunately. Put a pin in that one. I need a good theme for Family Guy influence corner. Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell where you wanted to go for it, but we couldn't because it's still the future. Almost still my, rated this. My same mouth way. made a an F word sort of. Fire truck. Yeah, I I was going there, and then, anyways. <laughs> so they go to the head museum because Hermes has gotten his head chopped off. It was a pretty good place to go, I think. 
They are talking with a doctor who is trying to, um, you know, keep Hermes head alive while Mm -hmm. they fix his body. And so they put him in a jar. Mm -hmm. An orderly comes in who's named Lars and he puts Hermes head in a jar. And then immediately is like, what's up, Leela? Like he is just. They are flirting all over the place. Like the moment that he walks in, he's just like, oh, yeah, one eyed. Well, he's not an alien. I almost said alien. He doesn't know that. Or does he? (laughs) (laughs) I like how you you did that. (laughs) And then you immediately laughed. Oh, yes. Uh, So, yeah, they, they basically just start hitting on each other, which is is interesting um uh fry ends up getting jealous that Lars is hitting on leela and leela calls him immature yep which he responds by grabbing charles de gaulle and using him to say i'm a frenchman it's like no this is dumb yeah i mean generally speaking when someone calls you immature Mm mm-hmm the best thing to do is not to grab the head of a dead guy uh-huh. and dance around and use a bad accent from his native country. Right. It it instead of doubling down, which Fry did here, uh, it would be prudent to fold. That's when you're like, all right, you think I'm immature? You whip out your checkbook and you start balancing it See, right then exactly. and there. Exactly. You got to know when to hold them. Fiscal responsibility. And you not got to know when to fold them. But yeah, just just like anytime anyone's like, man, you're so mature, just like whip out your checkbook. And then also it's 2018. No one's going to know what the hell a checkbook is. <laughs> so now you look way too old. There's got to be sort of a middle ground. Uh-huh. Like pulling out your Mint app or something, being like, what's up? I, I have my bills paid for the next few months. There you go. Look at that. What's up? Who's immature now? Leslie. I have... A savings account. What? what? <laughs> oh, that synced very well. Ladies are crazy about that savings account. They sure Let are. me tell you. Oh, man. <laughs> I um, mean, this, this got uncomfortably close to the finance podcast I'm going to be starting up. Because so, I will talk about personal finance all day. In fact, me and Elizabeth from Your Fave is Problematic just went off on a tirade together about a budgeting software that we use. And everybody else in the group was like staring at us. And then and then y'all do it with the, the Golden State Killer as well. Oh, it's true. Yep. A uh, little, little into that. So anyways, <laughs> um, LaBarbara comes in with Dwight. And Dwight... Dwight looks very unimpressed with the fact that his father was just just decapitated and now is a head in a jar. Uh Uh-huh. It seems to be not that big of a deal. (laughs) Not really. La Barbara basically considers him dead at this point. Pretty much. And is just like, we got to go find the boy a proper father. It's, yeah. Then the professor comes in and tells them they have a delivery at the nude beach planet. Everybody cheers and says, see you later to Hermes. After they had just said, we'll never leave you, Hermes. Yep. Yep. Then we get an advertisement for Torgo's executive powder. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't have anything else to add. It's No, there's really nothing to add. I think I think she might be pouring it into a toilet to uh-huh. unclog it. Or, yeah. To, to make it smell fresh. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got many uses. I mean, think about where that executive powder comes from. The fact that it can make anything smell fresh is impressive. It's part of their time-honored family secret recipe. Mm-hmm. One, just just go ahead and f- turn those executives directly into a fine powder. That's number. That's step one. Uh huh. But the rest of it's secret. Step yeah. Step two is an absolute secret. Um, so they're flying off to this nude beach planet. Leela is excited to be back at the wheel after two long years, which again is we're playing cowboy ball with the concept now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then Fry points out that's not the wheel, and she picks she holds up a French horn. Yep. And then they crash into the ocean on the nude nude beach planet. Yep. See, like, like I f- like that's that's that doesn't. Again, I feel like I feel like they're making jokes they've made previously, but worse because they've made the joke where Leela can't figure out what the wheel is with until she read Nibbler. Yeah, but, but she was she was, she was blinded. literally blinded at that point. There's no reason for Leela to just be having a French horn. What? Go on. I mean, like, okay. I don't mean to suck all the fun out of this joke, but there wasn't much to be had to begin with. <laughs> So, if I didn't drive for two years, I wouldn't get behind the the wheel of a car that's actually a French horn and be like, oh man, this the the handling on this really sucks. Like what really hard to turn this car with this shiny golden uh wheel. What also somehow I got there. Anyways. <laughs> Like, again, it's just, it's this, like, oh, hey, we really got to, like, rub in the fact that we're back, guys. Yeah. Like, I was fine with it sort of at the beginning of the episode. This far in, I'm like, yeah. come on, guys. Like, Get to the point. <laughs> it Like, that's that's the one that's just so egregious. Like, just because you apparently have, didn't realize you'd not done it for two years, but haven't done it for two years again there's some Uh weirdness there doesn't mean you don't understand what a freaking wheel looks like anymore you know what it looks like if i didn't drive for two years i wouldn't be back and be like whoa everything's super different because it's not gonna be i haven't watched wheel of fortune in two years if they replaced the wheel with a giant french horn i'd be like wait a minute (laughs) wait a minute here oh geez (laughs) something's weird where is the bankruptcy <laughs> thing? It's, I don't see that on that wheel. Something's something's a little, a little up. Vanna, I'd like to buy a clue as to what <laughs> is up with this wheel. It does not make it, any it's, sense. It's, it's funny. You've actually accidentally... So what you're saying... Um, <laughs> you tuned into Wheel of Fortune, but what you didn't realize you, is that you actually turned into Mystery of Fortune. Which, not to confuse it with Wheel of Mystery. I have no idea what's going on with this podcast anymore. We don't know what's going on in the, the, the episode either, so I think we're good. We haven't podcasted in two years. <laughs> we forgot what this was. I mean, that is actually fair. Every time we, we create a podcast, it feels like we've forgotten how to do it. Um, yeah. Um, anyways, they, they land at this nude beach. There's a sign that says you must be this nude to enter. And uh, Fry's like, how can you be any more nude than that? And Zoidberg sheds his skin. 
Yep. Yeah. That's one way to do it. It sure is. Uh, everybody uh, ends up going with the professor to get pruny in the water. Uh, but Fry des- decides to actually do the job and deliver the package, which is a really bizarre thing <laughs> in the in the episode. I also just like how how they're like, we are not beholden to network TV standards anymore. Let's get away with the closest thing to nudity we can. Just a lot of naked people walking around. Very, very slightly covered uh-huh. in just the right places. Um, I mean, butts are just fair game now. Butts are... I mean, to be fair, uh, there were some butts when uh, they do all the, the all the time skipping because there's a naked conga line. Sure. And there but are some I mean, butts. But I mean, we're getting like straight on butts. Like just close up HD butts. Close up HD butts. That is correct. That is technically correct. The best kind of correct. <laughs> that is technically correct about butts. The even better best kind of correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one thing I I I would be uh, loath to forget to point out when the bartender tries to sign for this package, uh-huh. he uses uh, Fry's penis. I also I feel even... like that's the first time the word penis has been mentioned on either this show or the actual Futurama. Probably show. likely. Also. What came out? What kind of ink was... I do not want to know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, from the sound of it, of it being scraped across a a signature pad, I'm going to say blood. That's fair. Yeah. Fry does scream quite a bit. But um, I'm not a doctor, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. And I don't want to know. Uh, Leela walks by and sees that Fry has a tattoo of Bender on his ass. Fry didn't even know about it. Sure does. And uh, Bender is like, oh, yeah, that's pretty great. It's like looking into a stinky mirror. Uh. <laughs> so we kind of cut to everybody just kind of chilling on the beach now that this package delivery has been completed. And uh, we do get a great joke that I, I love that I did not understand when I very first saw this. Bender... Uh, Puts out a solar array to get powered up. And he's like, oh, yeah, sweet photons. I don't care if you're waves or particles. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, I appreciate some uh, some some quantum physics yeah. uh, jokes. Very good. Don't ask me to explain it because I'm not that good. Um, right. Neither of us uh, majored in s- physics. Neil deGrasse Tyson can get back on this one again. Mm-hmm. Thank you uh, for that, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Please focus on this instead of talking about movies. <laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> but also accurate. <laughs> I mean, I love you, man. I love you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. But at the same time, like... Also, Neil, if you'd like to be on the podcast, please just tweet at back to future oh yeah 100 percent um, we'll have you on let's do this and and you can you can make fun of us to our faces that was the most tonal whiplash ever like <laughs> man screw that guy but we love him but screw that guy but if you want to be on the podcast we love you heart emoji heart emoji to all and to all a good podcast so well no, i don't know about that but okay we're, we're trying our best here at back to the future on my enterprises some naked dudes show up these like they look kind of like naked mole rats, but like in humanoid alien form almost. Yeah. I think that's the best way I can describe them. They show up asking Bender to sign this petition and are just 
they're not being very forthcoming on what it's about. Yeah, it's a little skeezy. They're just like, eh, it's about all the things that those guys you don't like uh, are trying to prevent you from doing or and, something. And they're very adamant about getting your email. 100%. Um, Bender uh, ends up signing it uh, with his email, bender at ilovebender.com. Which uh, I went to ilovebender.com. Well. Nice. It, it now goes to the Fox movie site, which is now an ad for uh, Deadpool, too. That's exciting. I bet Deadpool is probably into that. Going to ilovebender.com and then getting a Deadpool ad. He's probably into it. Probably, yeah. Um, also, uh, Amy and Zoidberg have already signed in, in the shot as well. Right. You've got Zoidberg at freemail.web and awong79 at marslink.web. She also mm-hmm. signs, uh, she also, and she also dots her eye with a little heart, which is a very Amy thing to do, I think. A very Amy thing to do. Uh, the same aliens and we're going to Leela. Uh, Leela asks what it's about. Uh, animals? And then she and she signs. Uh, she has, makes sure that there's not going to be any spam. And they assure that no, 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 no. Asterisk. Including make money stuffing email. Irregular goats. 50% off. Your, your, you password expire but password and expire are spelled wrong okay and collectible fur bags i don't want to know i don't want to collect those um amy also gets a pop-up ad for used erections which i'm not like it flashes by just very quick but you just pause and are like i gotta i gotta look at this ad for used erections I mean, I just wanted to see what ads she got, and that was the one that came up, and I was like, all right, noted, and not looking at any of the other ones. <laughs> That's a reasonable idea. Amy does get scammed by an antidepressant ad, because she certainly doesn't want to get depressed. It asks for a credit card, mm-hmm. and then she's like, is cash okay? And then the computer literally just sucks the cash right into it. It's interesting technology. I'm better off without that technology. I think we all are. There was a time before uh, my debit card number got stolen that I knew my debit card number by heart and could just put it into websites. And that is a terrible, I feel like terrible way to go. Because I feel, I feel like this story has the logical conclusion already based into it, which is before my debit card got stolen. I knew how to put it into whatever website I wanted. No, some place I don't know where it got broken into, but it was a, it was a but <laughs> I was only buying like legit stuff. It's sure. just I was always like, oh, I don't want you to save my credit card information cuz then I'm just going to like impulse buy stuff. And then I would just go to impulse buy stuff and just type in my number like I wouldn't even if my if my pants were in the other room with my wallet in them. Okay, thank you for com- uh, making sure I understood where the wallet was. I knew where the pants were. In the other room. Mm-hmm. But the wallets are in the pants. In the pants. I wouldn't even need to go get the pants. I could just be like... All right, cool. I just bought... Whatever. See, now I just... Have it save my information, and so now I can just do that automatically. Anyways. <laughs> where yeah, I'll just take the one-click Amazon and just... Uh, yeah, all that. Just don't worry about it. Bender gets a virus by clicking on a an a, a fraudulent email called Make Money Watching Porn. 
and uh, it just immediately downloads a virus. I have to say, he has to avoid the virus scan, though. He's like, uh-oh, virus scan. He's like, no, I'm waiting on porn. Yeah, he very specifically clicks no to the virus scan like five times. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, the first time I watched this episode, I was in college. Now I work in an IT department. This is a very different scene because <laughs> I'm dying a little bit inside while watching this. Because I've seen companies that I've worked at just get get just devastated by oh, phishing sure. scams. And the whole time I'm like, don't click, don't click, don't click. No, I know you were going to click because it's part of the plot, but why did you click? No, like I'm just dying. <laughs> right. And then Zoidberg falls for a Nigerian email scam. Yeah. Uh, Hermes points out that everyone is being scammed and everybody just, uh, Zoidberg really takes an offense to it. Um, and then the professor gives comes in and has seen that everybody's giving out personal information because of his illig- illegal keyloggers he's installed. So he calls a mandatory co- uh, company security seminar in the mandatorium. I missed that it was called the mandatorium. That's very good. It's fa- it's just the s- <laughs> it's the same office like it's the same meeting room they always sit at. It's just called the mandatorium this time. Oh, I love it. It's so good. How did I how did I miss that? I don't know. Dang. Um so yeah, and again, this is like every freaking security internet fishing thing i've ever had to watch yeah where the professor is just going through and like this is an obvious one because blah 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 and then he falls for one that says you've won the national spanish lottery <laughs> which we we literally find out is uh for a 400 dollars win um but he he has to like put in all of this personal information he has to give collateral he has to sign a document just all this stuff everybody is just like saying no stop it this is the seminar you you were called so you wouldn't do this as he signs it the doorbell rings and then those nude guys show up and they're like hey yo we own your company and they show him this deed signed with the exact same digital signature that professor farnsworth just gave and also bender is totally obedient because of the obedience virus that they installed on him they hold up a box that says i obey mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah i didn't know bender was a mech see there's two ways they could have gone with this okay obviously they went with the i the lowercase i yes. obey you know mac style mm-hmm. imac ipod etc they could have also just gone with obey like ebay Ooh, just use that ebay font the multicolors. it also would have worked that would have worked I can respect their decision, though. Yeah, I obey sounds a little bit more. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's good either way, though. Yeah, they set up shop in Planet Express, mailing out junk. Yeah. Um, they finally deliver Amy's antidepressants. They just happen to be gummy funguses. Hmm. Yep. I do like. I forgot to mention when Zoidberg comes in and is like, "Oh, like the the." This guy in Nigeria mm-hmm. is dead. Amy's literally literally crying, and she's like, I can't wait until my antidepressants get here. <laughs> Which is very good. And yeah, they, she says, I feel a little bit less sad after she gets the antidepressants. Yeah. 
um, we kind of move into the break area and everybody's just kind of complaining and Bender's like, wow, could you believe that we were so dumb to fall, fall for it? But we sure did. Very, very happy. Uh, Lars comes in and has an, a new jar for Hermes because he had originally had like a loner jar. It was kind of a gross loner jar. too. It was a very gross loner jar. Hermes also gets the bad news that the museum was overtaken by a scam virus. And so now it belongs to like scam university or something. something I didn't like that. Didn't write it down. Yeah. Um, uh, so Hermes body is behind schedule. Yep. Hermes becomes worried that LaBarbro is going to go back to her first husband, Barbado Slim, the only man to win gold medals in both limbo and sex. That is a tough, tough couple of uh, events to gold medal in. I'm assuming it's two were, entirely different set of skills. I'm, I'm assuming they were back to back. So that just makes it even tougher. Right. I mean, it's not like an Olympic event where it's like, OK, cool. Like, you know, running, but then also like hurdles. It's just running and jumping over stuff. Right. By the way, if you did hurdles, don't at me saying it's more than just <laughs> running and jumping over stuff. I'm oversimplifying here. But the point is, it's not like, oh, yeah, it's it's also running. It's like, OK, cool. I gold medaled in running and also um, shot put. Like, I'm not saying it's impossible, sure. but it's two different sets of skills. Right. Like, I medaled in hockey and also skateboarding. Mm-hmm. No, that just makes you rad. It does. Dang it, now I need to go get be more rad. Also at this point, Lars asks Leela out. And Leela pretty immediately is just like, yes, absolutely, let's do this. Yeah, and they, Although they're kind of co- cute and coy about it. Um, they agree to a dinner tomorrow at 8. And then uh, Fry is getting upset because he's like, man, what does she see in him? She just thinks I'm immature, but someday I won't be. And he's literally like showing this macaroni valentine that he made. Um, when Leela comes back in with the information that she's going on this date with Lars, the macaroni of her falls off and then his adjusts so uh, Fry looks like he's sad in the macaroni. It's, it's pretty clever. So, um, meanwhile, back in the, uh, the, the hangar. Sure. Sounds good to me. Um, the, nude guys are sprunging for information they have these glands sort of in their neck that uh is they're highly sensitive to information and so they find information like they detect information it it, it engorges in the presence of information which is such a such a sentence i'm gonna reset the number of days since we last said engorge on this podcast back to zero it was a good investment, that sign. <laughs> it's a good investment. Um, they end up finding a uh, something hidden behind a portrait of a professor opening a safe. It's a safe. Inside the safe, which Bender opens um, through brute force, is tax forms, social security cards, and combined hair, blood, and stool samples. I don't recommend combining those. Or saving them in a safe. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to point out right before they open the safe, uh, Zoyberg suggests that he just has a gland that gives off a foul odor when he's bored. And then it fires while they're standing there waiting for the safe to be opened. I'm glad that's not a real thing. Can you imagine what work would be like? Oh, God. Like, imagine going into... Um, you, you get it. You get a... Okay. Imagine. You get... Okay. 
an email invite to a meeting. Oh, man. Thursday, 4.30. Oh, man. Oh, dang it. Okay. It's a late meeting. It's a late meeting. You just want to go home. Everybody just wants to go home. You show up. The the presenter starts talking. It's a PowerPoint slide. Oh boy, you're you're pushing it with clip art. And I've I've glanded. Everybody has, and that whole room stinks because everybody in that meeting is bored. This being said, though, this is a good learning tool. Make your PowerPoints more interesting. Don't schedule meetings for 4.30 yes. on a Thursday. It, it, it is a... Oftentimes, you can't tell somebody's bored. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you sometimes they hide it. With a gland that gives off a foul odor, you can't, you can't hide it. You're bored. It, everybody knows. But if everybody's doing this once, the, the, the presenter's like, now, how can I make this better? It's a learning experience. It's also good... It would also be good for us because in that way, we can make sure we're not boring... Because, like, what if someone's listening to this on the bus right now and they are uh-huh. just bored out of their mind? Everybody on the bus hates them and, by extension, us. That's true. They're going to look over and then everybody's going to show them the phone that has the logo uh-huh. for Back to the Futurama on it. And then we're going to get all kinds of angry emails about how we made this bus stink. Now, here's <laughs> here's my thought. Okay. Uh, there's no such thing as bad pub- publicity. <laughs> We're getting our our logo in front of uh, in front of possible viewers, <laughs> listeners. Okay, and just because it's boring to this person, they look like a boring person anyway. Now I think it's interesting. Okay, I don't. I, now if you're listening to this on a bus and showing it to people, I didn't mean to call you boring. It's just the other people might insinuate that you're boring. I'm digging a hole and I'm going to stop now. To quote Harvey Danger. The song Flagpole Sitta. If you're bored, then you're boring. I like it. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, they find this, this safe full of stuff. Um, and Nibbler starts getting really nervous because yeah. uh, the, oh, so then the naked guys are really into fry. Like, they're just, their sprungers are just going crazy. There's a lot of challenging noises being made. Um, they find this bender tattoo on Fry's butt, which they call a love level 87 code. And then they take them up. They take Fry up to the professor's lab and they use this giant microscope that makes lightsaber noises. I just want to point that out very clearly lightsaber noises future. And then the, it turns out that the tattoo has some code in binary Mm -hmm. in it. They have Bender read the code because it's a pretty long code and mm-hmm. Bender is probably fluent in binary. Uh, but they say, read it or I'll shoot this guy. Who's that? Scruffy, the janitor. And then so Bender reads this tattoo and then it summons this like green sphere from the God galaxy, mm-hmm. um, which is like the most forced tie in ever. Yeah. Like I I do. I hate it's I. Yeah. Soapbox. Yeah, soapbox. Let's go. I hate when reboots do this, where they are like, eh, eh, it's a character, you know. Like, there's no reason to bring back this god galaxy character Mm -hmm. for any reason. He fulfilled his purpose. Sure. Um, 
you know, and it's a good episode. I think we both liked that episode quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But he he fulfills his purpose. It's pointless to be like, oh, hey, here's two seconds of him. And like, I don't know. I, I just, I mean, Futurama did it. Family Guy did it when it came back. Sure. Um, you know, it's, it just feels so forced. And I hate that sort of forced, like, referential comedy. Like, sure. you remember this character. Hi, I'm the God Galaxy. You might remember me from such films as... That one episode of Futurama I was in. Godfellas. There we go. And... Oh. And this one we're currently watching. Gladys, the groovy mule. No, wait, that was a Troy McClure movie. Anyways. So, I, I think I have a little bit of a different uh, take on it, because I don't know what is what else in the Futurama universe could have created such a time sphere. But that's... That you could like just have it pop out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean you can literally just make it make it up. Like Oh, that's fair, yeah. Uh yeah, so that 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 happens. Uh and it and again it's this time sphere just kind of appears at Planet Express after being fired by the God Nebula or uh, galaxy. Um and then the aliens say that they have found the universal machine language time code, the key to time travel. Uh they're planning on going to the past and stealing stuff with their superior weapons. And that's when Nibbler rides in on, I want to say, a hamster. I believe it is a hamster. And then eats it, of course. Of course. Um, and then Nibbler talks in front of everybody for the first time ever. Uh-huh. And it tells the aliens not to use the code of codes as they risk tearing the unifor- universe asunder. And they're like, well, we can we can do it just like two, three times tops. You know, maybe six times at the most. And then... Nibbler's like, no, not even once, because even that one time could destroy the could destroy everything. Right. Really, I do want to point out this whole time Zoidberg is wearing a crown. Yes, because they they gave the nude guys gave Zoidberg this crown because he was quote unquote the king of Nigeria, <laughs> and um, the Zoidberg's just wearing it. I I love that little detail. It's yeah. very good. Um, at this point, Nibbler calls in the Niblonians to attack, and they come flying in in their kitten-class attack ships, but they are repelled by the the mighty force of the aliens' folding chairs. It's an alright action sequence. Yeah, it's not I'm bad. not super into it, but it's it's okay. And then, uh, as they all get chased off, um, Nibbler, Nibbler is like, we're doomed! And then you get a to be continued at the bottom of the screen, which means you get credits, and then it is time for... Grades! Uh, this episode, a portion of movie, I don't know how to describe it. This this 22 minutes of thing that I watched. I think we can call it episodes. Okay. Uh, so this episode is... you can, you can Like, we've kind of discussed it, ad nauseum at this point as we are wont to do on this podcast um it is very heavily on the look we haven't done this for two years this is cool right look at all the things that we've got remember nibbler remember that it's it feels very like this is remember this this is cool remember this this is cool so it's very it felt uh if you had told me how to grade it this episode when i first when it first came back i'd be like oh it's futurama it's great I, i'm so happy for it uh, probably a, but now it's like it doesn't hold up the same way because there's after this episode, there's the entire movie run in a, a season or two, I think. 
Uh, yeah, there. After this, after the movies, there are two seasons that were each split into sort of two sub seasons of like thirteen episodes sure. apiece. Um, but uh, technically, there are two twenty-six episode seasons after uh, all the movies. Right. So, so it doesn't hit, land the same way. It does. It's not that kind of like I've been waiting for this. It's and now it it kind of falls apart because it's mostly just like referential meta stuff that's over overly like uh, hit, like you said earlier hitting you over the head with it um you you barely get a trace of what the actual plot of the four the four episode arc is going to be but you can kind of see it with the scamming um but it's it's fine it's yeah i i don't have any other words to describe it i think i'm going to have to give it a c okay but again, it's it's the first fourth of a movie, basically. Right. So having to describe that, it's like hard to describe. So yeah, I've like I mentioned sort of at the top, I've never seen the movie split into the individual individual episodes before. Uh, so this is kind of a new experience for me. Um, as just an episode, um, I mean it's a bit rough because you don't get you barely get the conflict. Uh, mm-hmm. by the end of this episode so you know if it if it came on um uh, if it came on the tv and you're just like oh yeah i'm just gonna watch an episode of futurama before bed this is, this is there's no there's no there's barely a conflict let alone a resolution right um and that makes it kind of rough um and yeah there's like a, you know we talked a lot about that sort of self-referential um humor about it coming back incidentally i mean i know i harp on family guy a lot on this podcast but i do think family guy had the best comeback where is literally just a clip at the very beginning where peter's like oh we've been canceled um and they're like oh well why and then peter says oh they had to make there just wasn't room on fox's busy schedule what with and then he lists off like 30 different shows that have been canceled in the time that uh family guy was canceled and he's like but if all of those get canceled maybe we've got a shot and then that's it they're just done right there's no more of this like oh hey like we're back after like it just go- kind of goes back into what it did sure there is a slight difference because you know you've got futurama going into the movies and family guy going to the television but you're sure you're right i agree um but yeah like i'd be i'd be more open to it if it if it wasn't like we're halfway through this first episode and we're still like Leela's holding a French horn. What? Yeah. You know, it's kind of rough, but I will say that as far as one piece of a bigger hole, it, it, they managed to cut it off right at, at just the right part because I know what happens next. I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. And like, there was a part of me that was just like, well, I can just watch the next episode right like it's a good sort of cliffhanger sure um and so i did appreciate that um so i'm gonna think i'm gonna give it a b minus it's got some problems um but at the same time there's there's a lot of little bits they're still like oh yeah that's totally classic futurama um but um yeah uh, we'll see how i feel about each individual part of this episode of this movie and then at the end we're gonna kind of grade the whole movie as a whole but until then we just kind of get these little pieces so yep that's gonna do it for us this week 
Uh, we want to know what you think of this revival. You know, if we're being too harsh on sort of these meta jokes or if mm-hmm. you agree or just want to talk to us about whatever cool Futurama stuff, uh, we always want to hear about it. So uh, you can send us an email at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Futurama. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so find us there, review us, rate us, subscribe, and send to your friends. We've got some new patrons this week on Patreon. What, what? <laughs> First up is is maybe the best Patreon name I've ever seen. It's Steamed, Steamed Ham, Ham Champion, Champion Dylan, Dylan Haggett. <laughs> so wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh and then we were actually challenged to try to say this name correctly. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you to uh, Jana Orswald. I'm going to use my month and a half of German Duolingo okay. to assume that it's Jana Orswald. That's my guess. Well, let us know which one was right. <laughs> We'd also like to thank Andrew Kerner. Uh, let us know if we said that one wrong. Who knows? And Matthew Lee, which I'm pretty sure we said correctly. Watch that. That one's the one we got wrong. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who's supporting us. If you too would like to become a patron of Back to the Futurama, you can do that at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Thank you so much. And just a heads up, because we are recording... Uh, a week ahead right now any new patrons from here on out uh will be a week behind on on thanking you but we'll we'll make sure to give you a shout out for supporting us which we really appreciate uh so until next week when we when we come back with part two of bender's big score i'm ben and i'm mike goodbye Goodbye from from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow